Welcome to the Compassion Initiative podcast. My name's Stan Steindl, and with me once again is James Kirby. Hello, James. Hi, Stan. How you doing? I'm doing well once again. Um, last podcast, we uh, discussed the question just briefly about what is compassion. And actually, if anyone is interested, the podcast is available on the Compassion Initiative website. Uh, and also, there's a way there on, at the website to subscribe to these podcasts, if, if at all you're interested in, in that. But we started to explore um, the question of, of the definition of compassion. And, and um, we began with the definition by Paul Gilbert. Paul Gilbert is a professor in clinical psychology at the University of Derby. Uh, he's also really the originator of compassion-focused therapy. And his definition is along the lines of uh, seeing compassion as the sensitivity to suffering uh, in both self and others, and with a commitment to try to alleviate and, and prevent that suffering. Uh, what are your thoughts about that definition to start with, James? Oh, well, I mean, at, at first, uh, hearing it, you sort of think, oh, yeah, that makes sense. But then the, the more you look into it, uh, the, the more complex it seems. You know, you have those two different psychologies or dimensions at play. The first part about um, attending to, you know, the suffering. And sometimes you use, and Paul will use this analogy from time to time, you know, you think of the doctor, if you come in with an illness, you want the doctor to attend to what the suffering is, get to understand and be sensitive to what the concern or suffering might be. But then there's the second part, um, which is then um, acting um, with that sort of courage and commitment to do something to, to alleviate or prevent it. And that's when I suppose the second part where the doctor sort of then starts to try to heal whatever the illness might be, um, comes into play. So for me, I I personally really like that definition because it speaks to the two parts. Um, Because compassion really does involve an action, right? You really want to see some kind of um, behaviour, motivation or or action where we do something for either ourselves or others or any other uh, living thing in order to make life a little bit easier. that's my kind of sense of Paul's definition. Do you have any thoughts about it? Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because there are various definitions out there. Mm. Uh, and um, Paul's certainly is one that uh, works very well. It, I, I agree with you. I like that notion of, of compassion being partly a feeling and partly an action. Yes. And there are those two psychologies in, involved with that. Um, but there are other definitions as well, and, and uh, some groups really uh, emphasise more mm. the, the feeling or the emotional component to that. Mm. Uh, so the researchers from the Greater Good Science Centre at Berkeley, uh, Dacher Keltner and, and his colleagues, uh, talk about compassion really as a feeling that arises uh, in witnessing another's suffering, and, and it's the feeling that, that motivates subsequent desire to help yes um, similar yes to the Gilbert definition but with more of an emphasis perhaps on on that notion of compassion as a feeling yeah yeah absolutely and uh, that's actually a, a terrific paper um, that Keltner and, and his colleagues uh, wrote there that you can access in psychological bulletin I um, mean we might put a, a link there to that on the website too for yeah, you to, to check idea. out 
uh, more easily. Um, but they go through a whole range of, of, of different definitions and they've got some great tables and they're outlining a whole bunch of different definitions. And you can trace it all the way back to Darwin even, talking about you know uh, the survival of the fittest or the survival um, of species through uh, showing kindness or being sympathetic towards others. Um, as well, so it's a really great paper if you're if you're interested in getting to know it a, a touch further. But he does that paper does make a, a, a really um, key point about starting to look at compassion more as a, a perhaps an emotion. And that group there at the the Greater Good do do a lot of work looking at compassion, different ways it can be conveyed through vocal tone, facial expression, touch even, and being able to differentiate it to other emotions such as anger or frustration and stress. So. Um, it is interesting when you consider it as an emotion because there are others who would definitely say, well, no, it's not an emotion. Paul Ekman, for example, is quite clear in making that point that he doesn't see it and he's a big emotion researcher as, a, as an emotional state. Um, and I think Paul's work sorts of, sort of looks at compassion as being more of a motivational state, which encompasses a number of different emotions. So it is an interesting one, but you're absolutely right. The, the core is still there. It's being moved to do something, isn't it? I mean, that's that's the similarity. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're going to be moved by something, you have to attend to it and be aware of it, and then you actually act on it in some way, I suppose. I've always really appreciated Dacca Keltner's comment that actually Darwin is often misquoted, mm-hmm. that the survival of the fittest comes from... Uh, some writings by someone called Herbert Spencer who was talking more about the um, social Darwinism, trying to explain the different class systems in the UK, I think, at the time. But but Darwin himself said that actually uh, the communities with the most sympathetic members were those that were most likely to thrive. And it, it, it does seem that, um, as Keltner says, we were born to be good. Yeah. In other words, um, there is this innate sense of, of um, you know, being able to, to sort of look after one another is, is what helps our species to, to survive. Yes, and uh, I think um, if you're interested in following that up, check out that, that paper on Cycle. And I know um, you've also written a little bit about this and um, in, a, in a blog too, which is on the website about the Alpha, Alpha Plus, I think it was, was, was coined, oh. the title. Is that, is that the name of the, the blog? In, I think it's called Introducing the Alpha Plus. Introducing yes. the Alpha Plus. Uh, re, that's a great read too because that really does touch on this idea of um, Darwin talking about compassion as well and, and how it helps uh, from an evolutionary perspective. And there's also the group at, at Sea Care with Thumpton Jimpa and the group of researchers uh, there at uh, the, uh, the Centre for Compassion and Altruism uh, for Research and Education um, at Stanford University have looked at... Um, Compassion really involving four key components. Uh, firstly, a cognitive component, which is that awareness to suffering, and then an affective component, which is that sympathetic concern, so being emotionally moved. Then that third component about the intention, which is a wish to see the relief of suffering. And then finally, that motivational component, and that's a responsiveness or readiness to help relieve the suffering. So breaking it down again even further and um, I guess starting to realise, geez, there's a lot of pieces to the jigsaw puzzle of compassion. I wanted to play a little game with you. Oh, right, yep, yep. Let's, let's just um, think of words, single words or maybe phrases, that we feel, and amongst all of these definition, mm-hmm. definitions, um, sort of relates to compassion or, or are parts of compassion. Right. So, for example, 
I might begin with um, awareness. Okay. Yeah, courage. Wisdom. Yep. Um, kindness. Uh, coping. Uh, Stan Steindl. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think that's an important part. I think when we do think of compassion, people do come to mind. And, um, and, and when you think of those people who are quite compassionate, I feel like they're quite empathic. So empathy would be another one. Empathy? Sympathy. Mm. Uh, it's interesting how often I might mention sympathy. And sometimes I get the reaction from people that sympathy is a bad thing. Yeah. Uh, but it feels like sympathy, uh, including in the definitions that we've mentioned, is a part of it, that, yeah. that it is about having one's heart in the right place mm. and feeling moved um, in a sympathetic way by the suffering. And I do others. think that's maybe something we could talk about in a future podcast, some of the differentiations between things like sympathy and empathy and, and how they are similar and different and, and some of the different aspects to these. These, I mean, each of the, the different words we've mentioned, there are huge fields. And they're not they're all big topics and it is amazing. Uh, compassion really is a little bit like a puzzle with yeah. lots of different pieces that when sort of practiced and organized really fit beautifully together in, in being helpful um, for um, you know helping to relieve or alleviate the suffering of others. Now there's also self-compassion. Yes. Absolutely, which we really haven't touched on so much. Uh, I mean, some of those definitions included, um, but I do think that's another whole huge area um, that, 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 that has gained a lot of attention through some of the pioneering work uh, Kristen Neff has done, um, looking at self-compassion, and maybe that's something we can pick up on next week or next podcast, whatever that might be. I think that's a great idea. I think it was Jack Cornfield that said, that um, if your compassion does not include yourself, then it is incomplete. Mm. And so we're wanting to make sure that um, we're able to cultivate and nurture that, that notion of compassion for others and also ourselves. I think that's what makes it much more sustainable in the longer term. Yes, yes, absolutely, Stan. And so I guess, you know, we covered a, a number of the different definitions. But I think it's important to get a sense of clarity around what compassion is and trying to look at being it more than just as you mentioned in, the, in that first podcast you know the warm and fuzzies it's it's so much more than that and um i think talking about it today already I, i'm keen to go back and explore some of those uh, those words we mentioned in a little bit more detail that was a good game i enjoyed that so <laughs> thanks stan for all right. Well, thanks. Thanks, James. James, I, I think that, um, yeah, let, next time we'll talk about self-compassion. We've also mentioned a number of other people working in the field, and, and I'd like to suggest that at some point we see whether we can bring some people into this discussion. So if anyone out there has any suggestions about perhaps who we could talk to or who you'd like to hear from, do let us know. Um, keep in touch. And once again, give us feedback or send us your questions. Um, but thank you for listening into the Compassion Initiative podcast. Thanks, James. Thanks, Dan.